0: All right, Uh, hey, before I get going, I just want to again, uh, this is the final time I'm going to be with you guys this week, and um, before I get out of here, I just want to again just thank the band, uh, Isaac and Joseph and Jenna and Cobb. Let's give them a big round of applause. I think they, you guys need a band name though. Like I was thinking like Corns and the Cobb. Something okay. Anyway, all right. That's the best I could come up with. Okay, uh, grab your Bibles because we have a lot to do tonight. A lot to do tonight. So grab your Bibles now. Uh. I just want to say too, I'm super excited. There was so many of you that stood up last night and chose to follow Jesus for the first time, or a lot of you guys that were recommitting to a decision that like you had made when you were younger or just still had questions. And so I was excited for you guys, uh, thankful to be able to celebrate. And I've loved the chance to get to talk to you about absolute truths this week. It's been a lot of fun. And I want to say that my hope is as we close this out, is that when you go down the mountain tomorrow that you didn't just hear all this stuff in one ear and it went out the other. But my hope is that what you've heard and learned in everything that you've done in Outdoor Ed here, that it will change you, that ultimately it will draw you closer to Jesus and that your actions will change, that you'll be different, and that you'll experience the best life that God has for you. Now, that's what I want to talk about tonight is the best life. So turn in your Bibles to where do you think we're turning to? John. That's right, the book of Buddy. All right, John. We're, gonna, we're actually uh, going to backtrack for just a second and go to John 10.10. 10. Now, uh, Wagon Master Jeb read this verse this morning, and I was super excited uh, because uh, this really is the core of what we're going to talk about tonight. And that's John 10.10. 10. Now, before I read this, kind of hold the mark, let me ask a question. You can raise your hands and answer. If I was going to say that for you to have the greatest life possible, like it like, just would make it the coolest life ever, um, what would make it the greatest life, like the coolest, the coolest life ever? What do you, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, go. Okay, uh, don't think so spiritual on this one, okay? Give me just like, I mean, what would make life cool? Yeah. Pools everywhere. Pools everywhere, especially if you're in the valley, right? Yeah, go. I have no idea what you just said. I think he, I think he was speaking German or something. <laughs> I don't I still don't know what you're saying you're trying to yeah okay good okay yeah back there wait wait shh, I can't hear him okay so somebody to interpret okay you guys you guys aren't very good at this game okay hands down hands down listen for 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 me for the greatest life and I, I just you're gonna judge me right now but like just non-stop peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with crunchy peanut butter and, and Reese's peanut butter cups for life. Like, that would be great. All right. All right. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. Like I said, Wagmaster Jeb Brother this morning, let's read it again. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to steal. Hey, guys. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. See, guys and girls, this verse is awesome because what Jesus is saying is that the reason why he came to earth, the reason why he was beaten and tortured and hung on a cross was ultimately so that you could have not just life, but life abundantly. Abundantly means to have something beyond measure, like it's way above what you could ever imagine, abundantly. And and if you notice, though, in the beginning of that, it says the thief. Did you notice that? And so Jesus is talking about this opposition that there is in this world to you having an abundant life. And I'm just going to be honest with you, and again, I think you all can handle this, is that we have a very real enemy. Do you know that? The thief is also known as Satan, Uh, Lucifer, uh, the king of lies. You know him in a lot of other names, the devil. And I need you to understand something. The devil, Satan, is very real. Okay, It's not some made-up cartoon dude that wears red and horns and a pitchfork. Satan is a fallen angel who, who hates you and he wants nothing but to destroy your life, and nothing but taking the truths that God set in this world, set into motion, and he wants to create lies, and he wants you to believe those lies as truth. And guess what? In so many ways in this world, he's winning. And not just in in this world, but in a lot of your guys' lives. See, Satan is very real, and Satan hates you. He wants nothing more than to see your demise and destruction, in fact, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So guys and girls, I need you to understand that Satan is very real. Satan very much hates you, and he is trying to destroy you. Now, I don't want to spend any more time talking about him, because what I want to talk about tonight, though, is Jesus, and how Jesus promises us an abundant life. Do you guys want to have a joyful life? Like, raise your hand. Right? I mean, I, I think it'd be crazy if any of us stood up here and said, "No, I don't want to be joyful. Like, I want a bummer life." Well, Jesus says, "Listen, I can give you an abundant life." Now, turn over to John fifteen. It's a couple pages over. John fifteen, and and this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Listen, I'm going to read verses one through eleven. So just bear with me. Okay, I'm going to read them all, and and I think they're all important. So just hang with me, John 15, 1 through 11. Here we go. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. This is Jesus talking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Verse 4. as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And then listen to this. Verse 11, you with me? These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. See, what Jesus is saying and what he's speaking here about is that he wants, the joy that he has Remember, Jesus is God, God who created the world, who's spoken to existence, who is God, the joy of being almighty God. Jesus has this like, amazing abundance of joy, and he wants you to share in that joy. Like, and that's what I think you guys need to understand, is God wants you to have a joyful life, and, and not just a regular life, but an abundant life full of joy. Now, to kind of help you understand this, I brought a friend of mine. All right. This is Norman. Everybody say, hello, Norman. I'm going to set Norman to the side here because Norman's going to help us understand a few things. Now, okay, Jesus said, if you are paying attention several times to have an abundant life, you need to do what? Did you catch it in that passage? It starts with an A. Abide. That's right. Abide. Okay. Does anybody know what the word abide means? What do you think? Yeah. Okay, obey, that's not bad. Okay, abide, what do you think? Follow, Follow? okay, yeah, one more. What? Adapt, Adapt? okay, not bad. Um, abide simply just means to be with, right? So, so abide means to spend time with. And so in this case, when we're talking about abiding uh, with God, that means to spend time with God. And guys and girls, we cannot have an abundant life. We cannot have a life full of joy unless we spend time with God. So let me take it with Norman here so that you understand this of what John 15 is saying. Okay, everybody see the plant, right? And so what, what, what John is saying and what Jesus is explaining that John is quoting is that God is uh, the vine, okay? He's the main part, right? This is God. And the branches that are here, okay, Jesus is the vine that goes out, and the branches are us. And do you understand how plants work? I mean, you should. We've been at science camp all week, right? Okay, leaves, if they get detached from the vine, what happens to them? They die, right? They die. They can't do anything. The ultimate point of this particular plant is to produce fruit. Now, the specifics, fruit, I can tell you, is a Lisbon semi-dwarf lemon. Anybody ever had one of those before? Sure, why not, right? I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal. Norman here cannot produce lemons, cannot produce fruit, unless his branches stay connected to the vine. But the whole point for Norman here is to be able to produce fruit. Now, he produces lemons. Us, in our lives, we have the opportunity that when we stay connected to the vine, when we stay connected to God, when we abide, when we spend time with God, that means that we produce fruit from our lives. Look at me. Those fruits are like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's these aspects of our lives that, 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 that help us to bless the people that are around us, that make this world a better place, that give us this pure joy in our lives. And we want to be able to produce this fruit, but it only happens when we abide in the vine. we got to spend time with God, y'all. And that means talking to him. That means spending time in God's word. We talked about this yesterday, that we need to devour God's word. And when we do that, that's how we demonstrate as what John's saying, is that we abide in the vine. We spend time with God, and we will produce fruit. And that means we get a joyful life when we produce fruit. Here's what's really cool, is that God gives us help in doing that. Um, look back at John 14 real quick. I'm just going to read a couple verses from it. John 14, verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So here's the deal, okay? Jesus said that what's going to happen is is the moment that he died and then he rose from the dead and then uh, he comes back to life and he appears before a lot of people for about 40 days. And then at the end of that point, Jesus goes up into heaven. But before he goes up into heaven, he's talking to his disciples and he says, listen, y'all, I'm going to take off now. And they're like, what? You just rose from the dead. And he's like, no, no, listen, for me to be gone is going to be a good thing. Now, can you imagine if you were one of the disciples, you had gone through this whole journey, and all of a sudden, like, Jesus had died, and you were, like, devastated. You're like, I thought he was the Savior. And then he comes back to life, and you're like, he is the Savior. Yes, this is so cool. And then the Savior says, all right, deuces, y'all, I'm out of here. And it's going to be a good thing. And you'd have been like, no, 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 Jesus, you need to stay here with us. And Jesus says, no, listen, um, a different person of the Godhood, the Spirit is actually going to come. And, and you know how Jesus is God in a bod? Well, the cool thing about the Spirit is that he's going to be God in your bod. Like, that actually the Spirit is going to come and, and be in you and be with you, and he's going to help you so that when you do things to where you abide in me, so like you, you read the Bible and you don't fully understand what's going on, the Holy Spirit is there to help teach you and help you understand what you're reading. And when you're talking to God, the Holy Spirit, it says, actually helps translate and and talks to God. So sometimes I know you guys worry about, like, what you say to God. I've, I've heard so many kids say, you know, like, well, I don't know what to say. Or, you know, like, what if I mess up? I'm like, listen, you just talk to God. And the great thing is, is he sends the Holy Spirit to help translate, to, like, you know, speak. I mean, it's awesome. It's really cool. And so God gives us this Holy Spirit to help us along the way. Um, you know I got an idea here I got a really good idea uh, I need somebody who really, really really likes SPKs like really likes SPKs and is very spiritually mature <laughs> like half of you put your hand down um, okay right there okay come here come here come here come here Take a seat. What's your name? Taylor. Taylor? Everybody say hi, Taylor. Hi. Norman, you're coming down for a second. Now, Taylor, here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. Uh, you say you really like SPKs, right? So here's the deal. I, I'm going to give these to you, and you can have them. Um, and here's the deal. I, I'm going to have you sit up here the rest of the message. I know, right? <laughs> Bummer. You want to put your hand down now? Okay. Okay. Um, Here's the thing, Taylor, is I'm going to give you that SPKs. While you're up here, you are welcome to eat the SPKs because you know how they taste. They're super good. You can snack on them in front of everybody else right now. And you know what? It's probably going to be pretty cool. Like, you're going to like them. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you can hold out for the whole rest of the message, the whole rest of the time, I promise that if you trust me, I have something that is 100 times better than that. But, listen, I'm not going to you can eat that, okay? You can eat it right now in front of everybody. That's fine. You can choose that. But if you trust me, I've got something that's way better planned, okay? What do you guys think? Okay, we're going to see. Okay, all right, you guys watch Taylor for me. All right, now, where are we here? Where are we? Okay. Uh, Holy Spirit, guiding your life. Oh, yeah, okay, here we go. So here's the deal, right? So God wants you to have an abundant and joyful life. And God promises that when we dig into his word and we devour it, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to interpret it and help teach us, then good things happen. Let let me tell you a quick story about my son, Ty, okay? And by the way, did you guys notice the video that we showed at the end? That was Ty. That was my middle son, yeah, when he was in fifth grade. I I don't know if I said that, but here's the deal. So Ty, uh, Ty, when he was in fifth grade, so a little bit younger than you guys, um, he had a best friend named Garrett and Garrett and him, um, like you did everything together every day at recess, they'd go out and play football. Like that was their thing. in fact, you know, what's really cool. Full circle is, uh, they played on a fifth grade football team for their school. And you know who their coach was? Biscuit. Biscuit was their coach. Yeah. Pretty cool. Huh? I bet you didn't know Biscuit coached football back in the days, right? Yeah, well, you know it. So here's the thing. Ty and, and Garrett, they used to, every day at lunch, they would practice plays, and then they'd run them through Biscuit, and sometimes he would let them do the plays. I mean, they loved doing football. All the time they loved playing football. But here's the thing. Garrett, Ty's best friend, had uh, an issue with his ear where he had to have surgery. And, and so it was interesting. One day, Ty gets up, and I really taught the boys to, like, the first thing that you do in the morning is that you get up and you read the Bible. And I, I'm up, and I'm eating cereal, and Ty gets up, and he comes down and he comes up to me, and he's like, hey, Dad, I just read this verse, and he's like, it says something about carrying one another's burdens, and I don't know what that means. And, and I thought it was super cool that he was reading the Bible. He was devouring it, and but he came up, and the Holy Spirit was working on him, but he didn't quite understand, so he asked me, and I said, well, Ty, carrying each other's burdens is when like something happens to somebody or something around you, and instead of them having to carry it alone, then, then you carry the burden too. Like, you, you do the thing that they're doing, or you help them out, or you show kindness to them, or whatever. And so, sure enough, that day that he came down and talked to me was the day that Garrett had... Uh, Garrett had had his surgery, but it was the day that Garrett got to come back to school. And so Garrett comes back to school, and Ty's like all excited, like, all right, let's go play football. And Garrett's like, hey, I just had an ear surgery. Like, I can't play football for three weeks, the doctor says. And you know what was really cool? Is Ty understood in that moment something that he had read, something he had devoured, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him, and he understood, ah, I know how I can carry my brother's burdens. And so for three weeks, Ty and Garrett walked around the playground and didn't play football. Could Ty have played football? Yeah. Absolutely he could have. But he chose to carry the, one another's burdens and walk around and give up football for three weeks. And so it was super cool. That's demonstrating what it means. Taylor, are we doing okay? Listen, there's no shame. I know, do you want me to open the bag? You can smell the SPKs. Oh, I mean, it was smells so good. You can just eat it now, Taylor. Just you can eat it now. You're gonna trust me right now? You're keeping trusting me. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, you're doing good now. Listen, listen. So guys and girls, here's the deal. We have to remember the truths that we read in God's word in the Bible. And we got to be able to live them out. It's one of the reasons why I like to journal, because I write things that, that the Holy Spirit teaches me. And I want you to have an abundantly joyful life. And you know what's crazy is, I, I mean, I look around at students. A lot of you guys are going through a lot of tough stuff. And, 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 and even some depression and, and, a, and just a lot of sadness in the world. And, you know, a lot of that comes because we're chasing after joy and other things that aren't the joy that God provides for us. We're believing in Satan's lies. See, when you're a follower of Jesus, there are certain expectations that come along with it. And one of them is that you get to have an abundant life, not just a normal life. the, the other one is this, is that you are actually set apart. Um, in John 15, Uh, We were right there. In verse 18, it says this. And this is one of the craziest things. Listen to what this says, what John says. Verse 18. It says, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Did you guys catch that? Like, is that kind of a bummer? I mean, the world hates you? Like, what Jesus is saying is, if you choose to follow me, and if you really choose to follow me, and guess what? The world's going to hate you because you're set apart for Jesus. And, and I know this doesn't sound like it's a, a super, like, awesome thing. Like, sign me up. I want to live for Jesus. But here's the thing I want you to understand. I'm going to say this a few more times tonight. One of the things is that when we're a follower of Jesus, when we abide in the vine, Jesus never promises us the easiest life. Do you hear me? Jesus never, ever, ever promises you the easiest life. What he promises is the best life, an abundant life full of true joy. Do you want that? Now look, again, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be harder sometimes. The the early church, if we read in Acts and beyond, like they believed in Jesus and they started getting persecuted. They were tortured. People were standing up to throw rocks at them. And some were even killed. Look, living for Jesus is never guaranteed to be the easiest, but it is going to be the best and most joyful, abundantly joyful. I didn't say our, any of our absolute truths because I've been kind of rolling through. But our uh, second one, some of it is because I feel like my pages are all out of whack. Our second one is that the world will hate us as we claim Jesus Christ as the ultimate truth. James 1, 2 says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, meaning when you face hard things and you stand up for Jesus, man, it's going to be perfect, awesome joy. Taylor, how are we doing? Listen, there's no shame. If you just want to go for it right now, I think everybody would understand. Just to take the instant, just uh, you want them now? I like that you guys are encouraging her. That's awesome. Let me finish with our last absolute truth then, all right? And this is our last absolute truth of the whole week, all right? And, And it's what Theo was alluding to here at the end. In Matthew 5, you don't need to turn there, but in Matthew 5, 14 and 16, it says this. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Our final absolute truth is that we are to be witnesses to a world that is dying. Guys and girls, look. If you've chosen to follow Jesus and make him Lord of your life, then that means that you get to spend eternity with God forever in heaven, right? And look at me, look at me. That means that there's no good reason for you to still be here on earth. Like, if you've given your life to Jesus, then you might as well just be up in heaven. In fact, Paul later on in the Bible says that, look, it's better for me to be away from this earth and in heaven with Jesus because it's, it's awesome. But you know why God still has you here? Because we have work to do. See, we know the absolute truths about Jesus. We know what he did. We know that he was beaten and tortured. We know that he was on the cross, that he was the perfect lamb that was slain for us because we deserve death. We know that story. And so, guys and girls, your call, your job is what we call the Great Commission, and that's to go tell other people about Jesus. Look at me. Look at me. Listen, this is so important. The only reason why you're still here on earth, if you are a follower of Jesus, is to tell other people about Jesus now. That's it. Otherwise, you should be gone up into heaven. And and a lot of times we think of, you guys have heard the term missionary before? And we think of missionaries as people that go out to other countries to tell people about Jesus. Look, you are all, if you have a faith in Jesus, you are a missionary. Every single day you go to places, and I know you guys go to Christian school, but I know not everybody that goes to a Christian school is a Christian. And I know that you guys are on soccer teams and baseball teams and softball teams and volleyball teams and piano teams or whatever that is. I don't know. Okay, I wasn't a piano guy. Uh, Like you guys go to playgrounds and you go to the supermarket and you go anywhere. I need you to understand that every single place that you go, everywhere that you go, that's your mission field. That's for you to do what Matthew 5 says is to shine your light into the world. And it says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden in the same way. Let your light shine, meaning let your fruit go out to other people. So they see it and they go, oh, what's going on there? And you can tell them about Jesus. Guys and girls, the cool thing too is that the Holy Spirit is right alongside with you. Taylor. You look really sad. You doing okay? Taylor, this is gonna be your last chance. Would you like to just have it, just eat it? I mean, you know you want them right now, or do you trust? What do you guys vote? Do you guys vote? Taylor should just eat the SBKs right now or Should she trust me that I have something better for you? Taylor, final decision. You're going to do what? You're going to trust me. She says she's going to trust me. Taylor, I'm proud of you. Let me have that back. And instead of a bag of SPKs, I'm going to give you a whole box of 24 SPKs. All right, now, listen. Two things from this, okay? First of all, what's cool is Taylor's been blessed by me in this situation, and this is just how God is with us. And the cool thing is, is now she's received this blessing from God, and and now What's cool is that she has the opportunity to share it. Now, she doesn't have to, right, because this is your reward, okay? okay? This is where the analogy breaks down a little bit. But you have that opportunity to share it, right, and let your fruit. The, and, but what I want you guys to understand and truly get is this is what happens to so much of us in life, is the one bag is in front of us. And, 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 and it can manifest in so many different ways, in so many different things, like, that we're, we, we think that we get instant gratification for. It. And we're like, look, if I do that, if I have that, if I make this decision, then it's gonna make my life happy. It's gonna bring me joy in life. And, and what this represents is just that, look, it's temporary, it, it's small. And so we may think, like I told you guys that story about stealing a screwdriver. I thought that taking that screwdriver was gonna make me happy, but it was temporary. And so that's what God says to us, and what I want you guys to understand from all of these absolute truths that we've talked about is God says, listen, you can have a little joy, you can have a little bit of happiness, but if you trust me, if you persevere, if you follow me, look, it's not going to be easy. In fact, it's probably going to be harder, but if you trust me, if you abide in my vine, you spend time with me, and you trust me, look at me. If you're looking down right now, you're missing this. If you trust God, then what he has for you is a billion times better. Look, one box, a huge box of SPKs over this is, is a little better. I mean, it's a lot better. But what God has for you, what his promise for pure joy and an abundant life, guys and girls, man, it is worth it. And so my encouragement to you as you go down the hill I want you to know that I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pray two things. I'm finishing with this. I want to pray as we read from the very beginning in John 20:30 that you will know the truth, that you will dig into God's word and understand the absolute truths that He put into place at the start of this world when He created it and breathed it into existence. And the follow up with that is that those truths will set you free set you free to have an abundant life, set you free to have pure joy in this world that is above anything else that you can get for yourself. Let's give a big hand for Taylor. You can go sit down. Nice job. Oh, thank you. Okay, good, turkey. Oh, funny. All right. Hey, let's pray. Hey, nobody asked Taylor for blessing, all right? That's hers, just chill out. Let's pray. Daddy, we do just thank you so much for a fun week. I I thank you for Taylor right now and, and giving us a great example of exactly what life is all about. There's so many of these things that we think are gonna make us happy and joyful. And you say, man, if we would just abide in you, if we just trust you, that the fruit that's gonna come out of our lives and the blessing and the pure joy and the abundant life will just flow from us. And and I pray over every single one of these students and even us as adults that we would truly search for and seek your truth and that we would allow that truth to set us free to have an abundantly rich life as we trust in you. Thank you again for these students. Thank you for just Hume Lake and for being here, for Biscuit, Jeb, and all the staff are just pouring into us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.